mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. The question of the day is, what law, if you could have dropped when it comes to driving, would you? And I guess we could add to that if there's something you would like to see added. Feel free to answer that as well, 303-477-5600. Charlie reminded me, too, that uh, the the closure of I-70 through the weekend, so for those of you maybe that just weren't aware of what's going on there, uh, I, I watch it just because I drive it almost every day, so six days a week, I'm pr- pretty much in that area. They've closed it as of 10 o'clock last night, so 10 o'clock Friday night, reopening 5 o'clock Sunday morning. And what they're doing is they're taking all of the traffic that is now on the elevated portion of I-70 from about Washington Street, Brighton Boulevard, that area there, uh, all the way down through 270, All that traffic now is going to shift east and westbound to the new portion they have built under the viaduct. So now the road is going to go down instead of up, and they're going to build some parks and other things on the elevated, you know, on the top side of the highway, if you would. So all that traffic is going to switch. Still going to be three lanes each direction, eastbound, westbound. Then what they will do is they will now go in and tear down the upper portion of I-70, which will eventually be the eastbound-only lanes. The other side will become the westbound lane. So eventually, you're going to have six lanes on each side to travel through, one of those being an HOV lane, I believe. Again, I've not looked at the map recently, so don't quote me on all of this, but I believe you're going to have five uh, lanes and an HOV lane all the way along I-70 that you can go through, much like we have on I-25 and and there's other places in town. 470 has the HOB lane and things like that. But for this weekend, I-70 from I-25 all the way to 270, and the reverse, 270 to I-25 going westbound, that is closed until early Sunday morning. So what I would tell you to do is just find alternate. You know, you're going to have to find alternate routes or just plan something different and avoid that area altogether if you can. Sunday morning or Monday morning? Sorry, Monday morning. You're correct. Okay. Thanks for the correction. Monday morning. Monday morning, 5 a.m which hopefully that's not delayed or we'll have huge issues. But just thinking through the weekend, by the Mm -hmm. way, of this, or thinking through the last couple of days of this, can you imagine the logistical things that as the construction managers, because there's more than one, Mm -hmm. are thinking, okay, we're shutting down I-70, 10 o'clock. And by the way, there's only a certain amount of these they can do throughout this whole project, this being one of them. So you're thinking, okay, we got to close down 10 o'clock Friday evening. we got to be back open by, you know, Monday morning at 5 a.m., that means you better have all of your stuff all dialed in. People, equipment, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's parts that they, you know, whatever needs to be done, you better make sure you've got all your stuff done, handled, staged, and you roll through that thing on the weekend as planned, or you're going to have some big fines come Monday morning if you're not reopened. Mm-hmm. 
Kiwit, by the way, is the construction company handling this, which I'll give those guys kudos. I think they've done a great job up to this point. Others may argue with me, but I think they've done a pretty good job, pretty successful job up to this point of what they've done. That construction, by the way, for everybody listening, uh, that will go ahead and run now. Uh, I believe they're going to run, construction will run through late 2022, so another year and a half roughly is what they're going to plan on getting things completed, then another year of beautification around the highway once they get some of their other things, you know, dialed in to make things, you know, finished. But we're, we're talking end of 2023 when that's done. Keep in mind, the planning of all of this, the design stage and so on started in 2018, tells you how long this project, six year, basically five to six year project. The biggest ever in Colorado history, as far as that corridor goes. So, yep. all right, we we talked earlier uh, about hazard lights. Been I noticed that there's more use of them uh, than what I've ever seen in the in the past. And again, I don't know what's causing this quote unquote spread of hazard lights. But I pulled up a great article. This is a couple of years old, but it's still a good article. Why you shouldn't use your hazard lights when driving in bad weather. So this article goes on and says, if you've ever been driving down the highway during a really bad storm, you've probably seen other drivers put on their hazard lights. And maybe you've done that yourself. According to AAA, it's actually illegal to use your flashers in a number of states. So turning your hazards on makes all four turn signals flash. We get that. Giving a heads up to emergency crews that there's a traffic hazard or problem. Those are, or those who use flashers during bad weather say it's about increasing visibility. However, the Johns Creek Police Department, by the way, this is outside of Atlanta, says that using the lights can make other drivers think that you're stopped or stalled. In addition, they turn off your ability to use your turn signals as you normally would. That, by the way, we haven't mentioned yet, is a very true statement. So if your hazards are on, you no longer have turn signals. Mm-hmm. Because they're flashing. You're yep. in the hazard mode. They do not work any longer. So according to police, if the weather is so bad that you can't safely see while driving, pull over to a safe place until the storm passes. Use your hazard lights only when your car is stopped or disabled on the road. While people will debate the use of hazard lights when it rains, eSurance.com says that a widely accepted use of them is during funeral processions. That may or may not be true. I haven't been at a funeral procession in ages, so I don't know. I thought it was just I the thought headlights. Just lights were on. Yeah, I thought it was just lights. So AAA says that this is a state-by-state state breakdown. In Colorado, hazard light, is, hazard light use is permitted while driving unless otherwise posted. Oh, no, sorry. That's in, that's in Connecticut. Colorado. I was off a line. Colorado. Hazard light use is not permitted while driving except if the vehicle speed is 25 miles an hour or less. So if you're going down I-70 in the middle lane, and it's raining, and you're doing 45, your hazard should not be on. Correct. Period. Unless you're pulled over to the side of the road, and then you're stopped, and you're well underneath that. So some of the states that surround us, real quick, by the way, uh, I know Arizona is not exactly next to us, but it's close. Hazard light use is not permitted while driving, except in an emergency situation. Uh, let me go down to Wyoming real quick. Uh, Wyoming hazard light is hazard light use is permitted while driving. Utah. Hazard light use is permitted while driving. And New Mexico, hazard light use is not permitted while driving. So that's interesting. Wyoming, it is. Utah, it is. Uh, New Mexico, it is not. And Colorado, it is not unless you're doing 25 miles an hour or less. So every state has different use when it comes to the hazard warning lights. My suggestion, again, folks, is 
If you really feel like you're in a situation where your hazard should be on, you should probably not be driving. In other words, if it's raining so badly, you feel like you should be going, you know, 45 in a 65 mile an hour area. If it's that bad and you feel like you cannot drive safely, you should probably get off the road until the storm passes. Not trying to be mean or rude, just if, because you're now becoming a hazard to other drivers. And this article, by the way, I believe is correct. In the United States of America, when hazards are on, you think there's actually a hazard, and most most people's awareness is going to be: is that car stopped? You know, what do I need to be doing? If you're traveling down the road with hazards on, you yourself have now become a hazard. So be careful when you do that. Now, I also know that here in Colorado, semi trucks going up the pass, coming down the pass, even because of the low speeds they have to go, will in a lot of cases put their hazards on. In those cases, though, typically they're doing below 25 miles an hour, and they they are okay in the Colorado law. So. Things to think about. If you want to add to that comment, by the way, let us know, 303-477-5600. If not, I'm going to switch gears. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to help your car and yourself from potential insurance claims and so on when hail comes, which, by the way, it already has and it will again. So we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com.
All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us today. We do appreciate it very much. By the way, everything that you need to know uh, in a lot of cases about what we have going on, just go to the website, drive-radio.com. All of our sponsors are listed there. If there's anybody you want to know on you know, where to go, who to talk to, and so on, literally everybody that supports this program each week is listed there. And I, I, if I could ask you uh, kindly, when you use one of them, tell them you heard us on air because it helps them, it helps you, it makes you a part of the family. And it doesn't matter whether you're you know, calling Kevin Flesh for a legal issue or you're going to Jeff to get your car worked on. doesn't matter what it is. Let them know you listen to them on the radio. It helps me, helps them, helps you. And, and it really does make things work well for all of us. Okay. Let's talk about hail. It's that time of the year here in Colorado. Yep. It, and it, it will, it, it's not a matter of if in Colorado this time of year. It's when. And where. And where, because we're going to yep. get it. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to come. It's just a matter of when and where. We've already had a little bit this year. Now, for some of you, you know, you're driving an old car. Maybe you don't really care about what happens when it comes to your car and the damage to it and so on. But if you're like me, you do. And I'm sure Jeff does and others do that are listening. And a lot of you, by the way, a lot of you listening do care. There are several, what I would call professional, maybe is the way to say it, devices where there's literally now these devices where you plug a device into the cigarette lighter, you put this bubble on the on the ground around your vehicle, and it will blow up and around your vehicle and I protect you from that. hail. They're pretty slick. That. They're a great system, by the way. They're a little expensive. Uh, some of you out there listening actually turned me on to it because you got some of these for Father's Day, I believe, a year or two ago. And they're a great system. If you can afford that, keep it in the trunk of the car. Fabulous. Works great. For those of you that maybe are on more of a budget, Here's a few tips of things you could actually do if it's if you find yourself in a situation where it's going to hail. So if you're at home, and I, I would, by the way, leave these in the car if you have room to do so. Uh, things you can put on top of the car to protect the paint. Some things you may have handy, others you may not. And by the way, some of what I'm going to tell you is very, very inexpensive to buy if need be. We're going to get a roll of bubble wrap. Uh, roll of bubble wrap works great <laughs> if you can keep it on there. Something that actually works as well as bubble wrap but is much cheaper, moving blankets. I was going to go there, yeah. Moving blankets work really well, and you can, in a lot of cases, buy old, you know, where they get a little bit of torn on the edges mm-hmm. and, the, and the moving companies won't use them anymore. Just look online for used moving blankets. Keeping, you know, depending upon the size of your vehicle, three to five of those kicking around the trunk of the car and just spreading those out if a, if a storm comes. Now, the key is you've got to keep them attached because mm-hmm. a lot of times with hail we get wind. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is if you're going to put it on the roof of the car, go ahead and slip one side underneath the door, slip the other side under the door, close both doors, smash the blanket in so it doesn't leave. Okay. Same thing would happen if the trunk or the hood, you get where I'm coming from. Now, I read something this last week that I hadn't thought of actually would also work. For some of you that have potting soil bags and things like that that are hanging around, you can actually lay those right on top of the paint of the car. The plastic bag will protect the paint, and the potting soil will take the absorption. Mm-hmm. You know, they will absorb the impact of the hail falling down onto the top of the car and thereby protect the car. The problem with those is they're not going to protect the glass or any of those things, which I would be doing at the same time. Now, the, where these would also come in handy is if you have really quickly, you're getting the thing covered up, and you don't have the time to get the thing shut in the door and all of that, and you're just looking for a way to keep the blankets from, you know, blowing off, let's say, you could put those right on top of the blankets and keep it from blowing away also. Now, here's another tip, and a lot of you have these kicking around, or you dispose of them instead of saving them, and these are old comforters. 
-hmm. So I am one of these weirdos, yes, where when a comforter gets changed out because somebody likes a different color in the family or you've changed some configurations of the room, and usually that's the lady folk. I was going to say it's after the dog gets up on your bed way too many times. That too. I know ours is ratty. We we, we they they wear out as <laughs> yep, time goes they by, do. and we all tend to just dispose of those. We throw them away. We put them in dumpsters. We give them to the goodwill, whatever the case may be. Here, here's an alternative, though. Don't go ahead and get those washed, save them, put them out in the garage or someplace where you want to store them. You can actually store a comforter in the trunk of the car if you'd so desire. A comforter on you know top of the hood, glass, whatever. You would be surprised at what a comforter. Now I'm talking the you know the 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 thicker type mm-hmm. comforters, not just the slip covers, but an actual comforter uh, that's uh, you know got thickness of several blankets. Throwing that on top of the car, which I, by the way, have done this in the past, so I know it works. Letting it again take the the absorption of that hail that's falling and taking the impact out and so on. Yes, those things work really, really, really well. The other place, by the way, that comforters work for some of you that have fancier cars that you may even have a car cover and it's out in the garage. Nothing wrong with having the car cover on and then throwing your comforter, your old comforter, on top of the car cover. Again, what you're doing is you're protecting that vehicle from any type of a broom handle falling on it. You know, you name it. There's all sorts of things that happen around cars. We, we, accidents happen. We know that. Well, having that extra padding on the vehicle and not giving your comforter away, which most likely is going to end up in the trash if you do, because it's very seldom unless you find a really, really, really nice one that you're going to go to Salvation Army, Art, Goodwill, those places, and find a good comforter. Typically, if it's frayed and nasty and it's threadborn and so on, uh, you're typically going to see that end up in the dumpster anyway. So instead of filling up the landfill with your old comforters, use them for what I just explained, and you will be surprised at how far they go in helping to protect your vehicle if you're somebody that's worried about that end of things. Now, I think everybody should be because after a hailstorm comes through, if you end up having damage, you're going to then turn that in on insurance, or a lot of you will, thereby raising not only your rate but mine as well because that's a comp claim, and the insurance company disperses that out over everybody, not just you. Right, Jeff? It's true. So you're helping all of us, by the way, if you do some of these things. So uh, I'm not one that says just let the hail do its thing and then – you know, figure mm-hmm. out how to get the dents fixed afterwards. I'm one that says if you can protect that. Again, it's a claim. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a claim. It's much like we talked about with, uh, you know, roof max on the roof side of the fence in, uh, in Fix-It Radio. If you can avoid a claim at all, you're going to save time, money, effort, headache, aggravation, all of that on down the road. Oh, yeah. Well, and just think about if you manage to avoid the damage to your car, how much time you're actually going to save because how long are body shops going to be backed up? Uh, months. After, yeah. that, that one time we had the big, huge one here that was on the west end of town. They were backed up a year. Yeah, And exactly. I'm not exaggerating when I say yep. that. It was a year. Now, the other thing, too, that this does, just for everybody listening, is keep in mind that uh, you can also, depending upon how bad the damage is on the vehicle, end up with a Carfax claim on the used car that you now own showing it had a lot of hail damage, therefore affecting its future value. Mm-hmm. Again, folks, best thing to do is not let it happen in the first place. Mike and Aurora, you're next, man. What's going on? Yeah, John, you opened up this hour talking about that I-70 yes. project. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot of details about it, um, but I have my own ideas, which I've never expressed, on how to, how they could have done this. Uh, uh, like I said, I don't know. I mean, uh, 
as you said this week, you're a tree lover, but not a tree hugger, as am I. I just think the idea of trees suspended in the sky is strange. Uh, I would have just dropped from approximately Colorado Boulevard to right before the Platte River. You had to have a bridge there. Right. Just dropped I-70. Yet just dropped I-70 to uh, slightly above the ground, uh, maybe close to the height of Colorado Boulevard. There, you know, build it up. And I don't know what they're going to do with those north-south streets. The only one I can remember is Pecos. And I would have just uh, submerged them, put them in tunnels, and uh, even uh, con- condemned some of the land on the side and possibly widened uh, the highway there. And, yeah, and, they do, and, and they're basically definitely... doing what you just said, only to the opposite. They're making the road lower, keeping the current street height above the same, allowing those streets to cross over the top of I-70 in those particular sections and uh, uh-huh. doing basically the opposite of what you just said. Oh, okay. Well, that's dumb. That's dumb. I mean, it's, it would just be cheaper to, to build tunnels there. Um, so Mike, you, you know me. I, I am definitely not here to argue your point because I think there were multiple ways they could have done this and most likely saved all of us, you know, because taxpayers are paying for this, by the way, they could have saved all of us money. But, uh, you know, I, I will also say this. There were some very sensitive things that in their defense they had to deal with with the neighborhoods that were around them. And to mitigate the cost of even buying more houses because of what you and I would probably have done, they mitigated some of that out by adding some parks and other things to that particular highway, thereby mitigating some of their quote-unquote liability probably with the neighborhood surrounding so they probably looked at this as the best of both worlds i don't know whether that's true or not but i'm sure that's what they looked at yeah i don't know i mean those are some pretty shady rundown neighborhoods but just being honest i think the city uh, should have uh, bought them out and sold the land to the um, uh, uh the uh stark yards there well, and uh, again, I not not at all disagreeing, but I can tell you that all the way back in 2017, 18, I can remember reading the stories where the neighborhood around was was uh, uh, and I'm not saying right, wrong, or otherwise, but I will just tell you the neighborhood around it was using the you know the disenfranchised, and you know you guys aren't aren't giving us enough credit, and you know, if this was going through another part of town, it would be looked at differently, and so on and so forth. So that card definitely got played, Mike. And that was way back in 2017, 2018 in the planning phases. And I know that because I was interviewing some of the CDOT folks. You know, that was back when I could actually get CDOT to come on air and talk to us. They won't do that now because of who's in charge. But back then, CDOT came on on a monthly basis. And I just know that because those guys, those engineers were talking about it then. Yeah, blocking po- politics, blocking uh, progress and improvement. Yeah, and again, and, 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 to their, and to their credit, they did have a lot of, um, you know, public image things they were trying to do to keep everything in check to keep as much of a black eye from happening as they could and as it is there's still a lot of folks around that area that you know do not like what cdot's done with i-70 what what folks around there don't understand though and mike you would agree with this so would jeff progress happens period that that whole thoroughfare through there you know that that thing was so old it needed done changed no matter what anyway so it was bound to happen 
And, you know, if you lived around it, I guess you should have enough foresight to look down the road and realize either you sell out and move or go rent a place someplace else or do whatever you need to. But, yeah, that area is going to change no matter what, Mike. Yeah, it's kind of like people buying uh, new housing developments around the Stapleton Airport. Right, around DIA. Yeah, there you go, too. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had. No, you, no, you, Mike, you, you bring up a great point, and you know, I, I, yeah, there probably is multiple ways you could have done that expansion of I seventy through there. Jeff and I were just talking a moment ago about, you know, through the last break, how do you expand I seventy up through the Eisenhower Tunnel so we can end up with more than just four lanes there because that's all there is right now is four lanes, and sometimes that's the bottleneck, and they meter that even, mm-hmm. you know, going back through, you know, back and forth through the tunnels, especially during the, the heavy ski seasons or the. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day weekends, those things happen. And I've toured the tunnel. There's a lot more space around the highway than you could ever imagine because of the offices and things that are going on with ventilation and so on. But I will tell you that I think the only way they're going to get more lanes is to bore through the mountain again. I don't see us reconfiguring what they have there now any cheaper than if they just got one of the big boring machines and dynamite and started, you know, boring and blowing through the other side. Now, here's the other thing about all of this, just for some of you out there to think about. The longer we wait to do some of these projects, Mm -hmm. the more costly they become. And right now there's a big transportation bill uh, that's actually in our legislature right now that most likely will pass, which, by the way, we'll talk about more on Drive Radio as we go forward because it's not a transportation bill it's basically everything but transportation because in it is a gasoline fee increase. The problem with all of this and what they're going to do to collect money is the money is not going to be spent on roads, highways, bridges, and more lane miles. It will be spent for pedestrians and bike lanes and mass transit and more rail for trains and things that really don't benefit us at the end of the day. What really needs to happen is, to Jeff's point earlier, spend some money and bore some more holes in some mountains and things like that so we end up with more lane miles. Not going to happen with this new program, though. So, yeah. uh, Jeff in Western Montana, you got a couple of comments. I'll give you plenty of time for that. Give us one second. We'll come right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... 
And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Jeff in Western Montana, what's going on, sir? Hey, uh, I enjoyed your uh, comment on the comforter. Yes. Two thoughts. Um, you said, for one, you, you thought you should put the comforter over a, uh, a uh, car cover. And yes. I was thinking, wouldn't it be better to put it underneath it? That way the car cover could kind of hold it in place. If the car cover is big. some weather. Sure, yeah. If the car cover is big enough that you can do that with, yeah, that would, yeah, no reason at all that wouldn't work at all. You know, it wouldn't work, Jeff. Uh, you know, again, it depends on the car cover. Some of, some of mine, for example, are so tight I couldn't get them on over a car cover because they're very, very fitted. If you've got a looser car cover, yeah, you could definitely do that. Okay. And, uh, Especially outside. You know, outside, most what? definitely you would do that. Inside, yeah, just throw them on on the inside. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's true. And then I was thinking if you're going to carry blankets or a comforter or something around this pretty thick but it has a lot of air, you could use those space bags and yes. set them down. Mm-hmm. Yes, those things work great, by the way. Down to a fraction. You, yeah, for those of you that don't know what Jeff's talking about, they make, Ziploc actually makes them. They make a bag with a a big uh, hole in the side where you stuff everything in, you Ziploc it shut, and then there's this hole on the side. It's a valve, and then you hook your vacuum to it, and the vacuum sucks all of the air out. You close the little thingy on it, and boom, it's all vacuum-packed and makes it about half the size it was otherwise. Yep. Yep, or less, even. Yeah, yeah or even less. Yeah, no, that's a great idea, Jeff. Then, you, then that thing's in the back of the car all the time. Great idea. Fabulous. Yeah, thanks. You're very welcome. That, you know, Go ahead. No, I, I had a question on comp claims. You mentioned that comp is uh, is uh, 
amortized throughout the entire insured Yeah, population. that goes into their actuary. So if we end up with a you know big windstorm or a hailstorm or flooding, anything along those lines, yeah, that that's that's not collision. Those are comp claims, and they don't they they tell you they don't go against you personally, and they I guess they really don't. But you know, aggregate wide. Uh, across an area. I mean, just for example, Jeff, our area, we had all those fires last year. I lost my cab, and a lot of other folks did as well. Uh, trust me, those insurance rates over over the next several years in Colorado and some of these areas where we've had big fires, everybody's will go up to pay for that. Yeah, we were in the springs during Waldo Canyon and the Black Forest fires, so yeah, I know yep. and, and the car side of it is no different. They will do that. And the same thing happened here when we had all the big hail. Uh, they will spread that around uh accordingly now i will say this some of that depends on the company and how much exposure they had in that area and what their actual losses were like so if it's a company that didn't have huge losses in a hailstorm because they just didn't have the clientele base that were in that particular area it may not spread across like somebody else that would be more widespread and that's where it varies from company to company a little bit okay well my question actually the reason i want to know is uh we had uh, rock damage to all three of the windshields, uh, or windshields on all three of the cars that we have, so they need to get replaced. And I was just wondering, is there any advantage to spacing those out? Or nope. Based on what you said, it sounds like it's nope. going to just get it done all at once. Yeah, and windshield coverage is typically, a se- quote-unquote, a separate rider that you have on your policy anyways, and you're paying for a glass policy that's usually not, it's not a separate policy, but it's written into your policy, and you're paying extra for the, the glass coverage and and in some cases that's where all of you listening by the way need to read the fine print in some cases they only allow you so many windshields a year or in a particular amount of time so just just read that accordingly in your policy but no that won't affect anything on your and you're paying for that jeff okay all right because yeah it's uh one of them is a 2019 with the uh lane keeping assist and all that that's gonna be expensive yeah that'll be an expensive windshield a bit pricey, so. Yes. Alrighty. All right, Jeff, thank you very uh, much. As always, it's a great comments. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, Don and Evergreen is next. Don, welcome. Hi there. Can you guys hear me? I'm on my car radio. We can hear Good you sir. just fine, sir. Oh, good. Okay. First off, uh, Jeff, that's there. Are you the one that was with uh, Larry's Automotive? Nope. Nope. Different Jeff. Nope. Different Jeff. Okay. Anyway, well, he helped me out a lot uh, when he was over there before they closed. Anyway, I've got a 2015 Jeep Cherokee Limited. <clears throat> Last week, I had a flat tire, and I always keep a, a four-way lug wrench, a floor jack, and everything in my car. But when I got out to do that, none of the lugs would fit with that four-way lug wrench. Too big. My lug wrench to the car wouldn't work. Yep. So I was in there for four hours. And that's the first problem. And I was wondering if you had any probably uh, any problem with anybody else talking about something like that. The dealer said they put those caps on to make them look good, but they tighten up over time and you can't get them off. And you can't put a lug wrench on them. Yeah, typically. With, uh... Yeah, t- typically you get the uh, those chrome covered lug nuts, and yeah, when they're all new, they're they're usually like a 19 millimeter, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. but over time. Um, They'll basically build up some rust or some debris behind them, or you'll get a guy at a tire shop that used the wrong size socket, and it distorted the chrome cap, and then nothing fits correctly after that. Um, You can switch over to aftermarket lug nuts. Uh, Those spline drive drive ones are very, very common and popular these days, and they're just solid material. 
so you don't have to worry about oh, Chrome okay. caps distorting. Yeah, when I did that, this for I've had it, bought it new in 2015, and it's the first time I've ever had a flat on that sure. where I had to get some help. But uh, I was in there for about four hours on the road, and some nice couple guys uh, pulled over, and they had a big bag full of uh, sockets and a big hammer. They had to pound it on there and get the yep. wrench taken off. Yep, that's how you that's do it in the shops. That. Yep, so, that's right. Yeah, so I, w- I went looking for lug nuts. You know, Riley had a couple. I transfer. I live up in uh, Fort Lupton right now, but the only place I could find them was uh, Napa Warehouse. Yep. So yep. I went in and got the right ones. Took my lug wrench in to get the right ones. Yep. So that that was awful. That's a good lesson for everybody else listening too. That you should check that on the the front side because yep. that happens more often than not, Don. Yep. And definitely check yeah, them oh. if if you still have those chrome cap lug nuts. If you ever go in for any tire service or brake service. Always double check at least a couple when you pick up your vehicle and make sure that they use the correct size socket. Yep. Um, I've, I've seen it way too often. Me too. Yeah, I tried to get the other ones off that were still good, and those caps won't come off. Yep. Anyway, um, and I had I tried my insurance to get the people to come help me out, roadside service. Uh-huh. And four hours, nobody ever showed up. They always kept delaying, delaying, delaying. Do you know of insurance that covers only something like that that is very reliable? Yeah, you, you can buy roadside uh, roadside assistance, and by the way, it depends on your insurance company. Uh, uh, some of the insurance companies have better roadside assistance programs than others. I will tell you that right now, and and mine, uh, you know, the mine through Paul works very well. Okay, I have American Family, which I'm in the process of changing, and it yeah, was awful. I've yeah, give, give Paul Loomberger, my, my good buddy, a, a call, and he'd love to help you out. Okay, good. I will do that. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. You, you're very uh, welcome, Don. Nope. Right. Thank you. Great call. Appreciate that very much. Wayne in Ogallala, Nebraska. What's going on, Wayne? Uh, we're, 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 we're getting a little rain here. Okay. So, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of a cool day. Hey, I wanted to ask, uh, uh, John, thank you for your call. Uh, I wanted to ask about where do you get these car covers? I know where you can get uh, the queen size uh, uh, comforters mm-hmm. from Walmart and buy those brand new just for that purpose. Yeah, you can. This time of year we have quite a bit of hail, and that sure bothers me. The, the company know, that, and I've used these, I've used these guys before, and they were kind enough years ago to come on air and talk about their product and what they have. And it's a, it's a company called, and they're online Empire Covers. So it's EmpireCovers.com. Uh, great guys. They've got every type of car cover you can imagine from, you know, it, you know, if you're doing inside, outside, some are waterproof, some are not. It just depends on what kind of a cover you're looking for. They've got everything you can imagine, including, uh, folks listening, for everything, including stuff for your RV, marine covers, things for your lawn furniture. They've pretty much got a cover for everything. Yeah, I was thinking about an RV cover, too, a small one. Yep, they've got all that. Okay. Uh, what about... Uh there's an outfit over here at North Platte, uh, Larry's RV. I'm sure he sells those covers. Yeah, it may. I, you'd have to ask. I don't know that one at all. I couldn't tell yeah. you. Or he probably does. Uh, Napa, do they have anything? Yes, Napa does as well. Uh, they will not have the selection that somebody like Empire Covers will have. But, yeah, Napa will have some things. They just won't have the selection. Does it take more than two uh, uh, comforters? What kind of vehicle? Well, I have a I have a small uh, Dakota, and then I have that van. 
No, in both of those, two would be plenty. Just one? No, two. You probably need two per vehicle. Two, okay. And uh, that'd be, uh, they're kind of made for pickups too, right? The, yeah, Empire has has a cover for everything. You name it, they've got it. Jet skis, trucks, small, big, large, RVs, cars, sports cars, you name it, they've got it. Any local areas? Uh, no, the, everything they do is online. They ship right to your door. Okay. Uh, Napa's about the only place that's local. That's the only thing local you'll find, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, I just wondered about that because, you know, I was thinking about uh, a swimming pool. Did you put air in it? Yeah, that works too. A kid swimming yeah. pool? Yeah, that would work. The biggest issue one? there is just getting blown up quick enough. But you have to put a comfort over because there's no air in That's right. That's right. Inside. That's right. And it was, and that ribbon on the outside where it builds up, you know, with air, that would hold it on. Correct. Yeah, that would work too. Okay. Yeah, no, it would. Okay. Yep, Wayne, appreciate your, your call as always. Uh, Bill and Lakewood, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place, and oftentimes things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. 
Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Scott Wally walking in. We'll talk to him in a moment, see what's coming up on Sportsman of Colorado here in just a moment. Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4 with me as well. Uh, Bill in Lakewood, what's going on, Bill? Hey, what's happening? I'm good, sir. How are you? Did you check out a Sorel that, that grill? I have not yet. I, I looked online, but I haven't. No, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything more than that yet. Well, Had a busy week. First, then I'll buy it. Hey, my, my new truck came with locking lug nuts on it. Is that an issue? Because to me, that's nothing but a pain in the neck if I got to do it. Well, it's purely just a security thing, right? It's just there to try to keep people from uh honest cheap honest people honest as they that's say that's all it's doing but that's all it's doing um you know if it's something you're not worried about definitely you know i i tell you in as a service shop we all hate them <laughs> you know yeah, i'll tell you a quick story this was probably 35 years ago i was going hunting so it was early in the morning i i was i was going north like like up to 85 going up around uh, Windsor and stuff in that area. So anyway, so I was, uh, I took the, the, through the mousetrap on I-25 to go north, and there was a piece of metal or something on, in the, on, in the, on, the, on the road, and I hit it, and I got a blowout. And I had just bought the, it was a used Bronco. I had just bought it, and the guy had put a lock nut on the spare. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yep. Real funny. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then all I had was the, you know, the single lug nut wrench, you know. Mm-hmm. And there I am trying to beat the damn thing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you get it off? Yeah, I did get it Good off. Good for you. Good. It didn't, it, it took a lot of beating. I bet it did. I was younger if it would have been now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's good. Yep. That's okay. good, Bill. I've, I've seen that a lot. You know, good you story. Got the, like the spare, uh, the tailgate mounted spares, and uh-huh. they'd have a single right. locking lug nut just on the spare. Yep. Right. right. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yep. Good one. That's funny, Bill. Good one. Thanks for the, thanks for the story, Bill. It made us chuckle. Uh, real quick, also, uh, tornado watch now is issued for parts of the metro area and the eastern plains of Colorado. That just came in a few minutes ago. That is for this afternoon and evening. That's coming out of the NOAA Storm Prediction Center that just came a, a minute or two or a minute or two so ago. So, uh, Mickey in Denver, you're next, sir. Hi, John. How are you? Good, sir. How are you, Mickey? Oh, pretty good. Good. Batteries. The guy with the Volkswagen in the first hour? Yep. Uh, yes. Okay, you've often said that the new cars don't charge batteries, they maintain them. That's correct. Most batteries, when you get them, are about 75% of their full strength. So, if you and so if you charge it back to that, you're always going to be at 
I knew some battery engineers. They said that you should, most batteries will take 20 to 30 cycles to reach a full, their full potential. So if you start with a new battery, don't charge it fully before you put it in, then that's what it's going to stick at. Hmm. Batteries develop a memory. So it's a real good idea, even with a brand new battery, to put it on a trickle charger until it is at full strength because that way it knocks off the sulfate that accumulated while the battery was sitting in some warehouse or store for however long it did. I don't know that I can deny that, and I think, you know, for... I know for years and years in the shops, and I'm sure Jeff is aware of this and does the same thing, we would always look and see what the date of the battery was and how old it is because, to your point, if it was one that had been sitting around for a long time, I'd ask for a different one, to yeah. your point. Oh. Yeah, you try to watch out for that. I mean, luckily our supplier typically has a very limited supply. They only stock a small number, and they're always replenishing it to avoid that long-term yep. dated battery situation. And, it's like tires, Mickey. You yeah. don't want to buy a tire that's been sitting on a shelf for four or five years, nor do you want to buy a battery in the same way. That's right. True that, but I've I've used uh, the procedure of charging a brand, even even an old battery, back to full strength with a trickle charger, mm-hmm. and had them last. The best one ever was 15 years. That's pretty good. That is damn good. Well, really that, good. That was, my old Blazer, I only drove it six months out of the year, so I just dis- I bring it up to full strength, disconnect it, and make sure that the, there wasn't any acid between the terminals to discharge it. And start, when I started it back up, when it got cold out, it was back good to go. Nice. Yep. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Good, good ba- battery maintenance techniques go a long way, but, you know, <laughs> it's really rare for someone to do that. You know, it's the well, same thing when we uh, replace new, you know, we put a new alternator in a car, right? All the instructions say fully charge the battery so that you're not putting a high load on a brand new alternator before it's, you know, basically broken in, you know, brushes or whatever need mm-hmm. to go take care of things. Yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah, good technique. No, it's good. Go no, a long yeah, way. Good reminder. Anything else, Mick? Yeah, I'd kind of like to see the cops give more tickets to the people driving around with new cars that don't know how to turn the headlights on. Yeah, that and still <laughs> running with temp tags. Mickey, I'll leave it at that. Good stuff. I appreciate it very much. I did I did forget to earlier, we'll get to Scott here in just one second. Ford Lightning, by the way, was announced this week, the F-150, all-electric F-150 that will be out next year. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the, the weeks ahead. In fact, I've got a special guest that wants to come on and talk about that versus a Tesla Cybertruck, and who's going to be to market first? Well, I can almost guarantee you it will be the F-150 versus <laughs> Tesla. So uh, we'll we'll see here in the you know, not-too-distant future. But what's up on Sportsman of Colorado? What's coming up next? Hey, John, we've got our good friend Quentin Smith from QRS Outdoor Specialties. We'll Didn't he just have a birthday or something? I'm sorry? Didn't he just have a birthday or something? Quentin? Yeah. I, th- uh, I want to say. I thought, anyways. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if I saw that or not. It's a birthday, yeah. Uh, one of your guys did. I can't okay. remember if it was him or not. <laughs> well, I had one May 3rd. Well, happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Okay. 
63. Dude. Oh, there you go. That, does, that just doesn't Time sound flies, right. Time flies, man. Time flies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Quentin's going to be joining us uh, uh, from QRS Outdoor Specialties and also a good friend of ours, Sergio Alcazar from ALC Global Adventures, talk about the upcoming season. Um, all the draw results should be posted May 24th through the 28th, so okay. we'll be going over all that. And then also a gentleman from Apex Ammunition is going to join oh, us nice. to kind of let us know what's going on wow, from the yeah, manufacturer that'd be nice. side. Yeah. And um, Billy uh, over at the Outdoorsman's Attic, uh, again, it's a consignment store for the outdoor products of hunting, fishing, or camping, is going to join us over off the uh, uh, Hamden there. And, uh, yeah, so that'll be a good It was deal. Phil Mendoza's birthday. That's who I was thinking Phil of. Phil Mendoza, No Limits Sorry, Archery. Sorry, I was thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, Phil. So yeah, he's a great guy. Was. Yeah, super. Yeah, I just got a new bow from them. So, I'm anxious to man. see what your ammo guy has to say. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I, it's sort of like wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they produce enough is my question. Well, you know, one thing we said a few weeks ago, there's 17 million guns, they say, were sold January through August last year. So Even if one person bought a box. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of ammo. How do you catch up? Just one box. Right. And right now, like Cabello's, I was by there this morning real quick, and they said that um, if you uh, you can get up to five boxes, then if you have a Cabello's card, you can get up to eight boxes. So whenever they get something that comes in, uh, dude, it's gone in 45 right, minutes. Right. Yeah, no, it's been so, tough. I've been finding some in different places. I won't give my secrets out on air because I don't want to <laughs> kill myself that way. But uh, there are some places out there that do have ammo stock occasionally. But I tell you, it's, I, 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 yeah. I'm anxious to see what he says because sure. it's becoming harder and harder to find right. uh, good ammo. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'll be anxious to see what he has right. to say. Real quick, you're talking about the flat. I remember my first time in my Silverado, I got a flat. All right. And I knew that. Tire was up underneath there, but I just figured it was a little swivel thing you'd unscrew to. Finally, after jacking around under an hour, I had to call my mechanic guy and go, dude, how do I do this? And so he goes, all right, take your key, walk around to the back of the car. And I'm like, dude, if you're messing with me, I'm going to kill you. Because it sounded very strange to go back and then stick my key in a bumper, right? Mm -hmm. To unlock the Mm -hmm. plug. (laughs) But I mean, I had no idea. So they don't steal them. Because that that's a that, that's been a crank all the that's way been a big deal and over the years. Down and got yep. it, but I mean, I felt like an, the biggest because I just assumed there'd be some little swivel thing. By the way, where that, that that information where that would have been, Scott? Yeah, it's called the owner's manual, <laughs> yeah. dude. Instructions? <laughs> you know that's against the guy's religion to read instructions. <laughs> Get under with a pair of pliers, and a hammer, and beat it. Uh, oh, we laugh, but yeah, that's the way us guys are. But yeah, no, that isn't the owner's manual typically. So for those of you listening that might want to read it occasionally, exactly. Anyways, yeah. all right. Well, that'll be good. I'm anxious to hear all that. All right, cool. All right, Sportsman Colorado coming up next. Jeff Corwin again. JC's British and 4x4. And as we mentioned coming into the show, Jeff's got a brand new place we're going to be opening here in the not too distant future. In addition to our current accessory center that we have, well, actually, yeah. you're doing all of it in one, two locations, kind of now back, yeah. you know, next next door to each other. But yeah. we're going to expand that and have a much bigger location here in the not too distant future. So, yep, yeah, I'm looking forward to having uh, an open house at some point. And and we'll get, we'll do it. Do a good barbecue and. Invite people out. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. All right, everybody, we're going to get out of here. We'll let, we'll let Scott from Sportsman's take over here next. Larry Unger, thanks for answering phones today. We always appreciate it. Thanks for all of you that have called in and answered questions or asked questions, I should say. And, by the way, if it is Sunday, you can still ask a question. Just text us, 307-200-8222. Otherwise, we're going to get out of here. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Otherwise, have a fabulous weekend. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center.
That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.